Hello, future friends. And welcome to the Be My Friend podcast. Welcome back to Be My Friend. I'm Tiff, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Tyler. We are back with our second episode, and today we're going to be doing the first of our regular styled podcast episodes in which we discuss weekly updates of some of our favorite webtoons. And the two that we're going to be talking about today have a lot in common. Mainly that the main boy is a bit of a grumpy cat. (laughs) Yes, in both of the webtoons we were referring to, can you guess what they are? Both of the main characters have blonde hair. They're both grumpy cats. And it may or may not be in the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we are referring to The Kispet and Age Matters. Before we dive into these two amazing webtoons, we have some webtoon news that's happening in our nerd world. Yeah, we do. It could be considered somewhat old news by now, but it is still worth noting. Number one, there's a cool thing going on with Laura Olympus right now, and that is... That she has new merch at Hot Topic. She has hoodies, t-shirts, all that type of swag. I saw a blanket that looked pretty dope. Yes, they all look super cozy too and comfy. If you are into lore, it is important to support when these things happen because I think it helps Webtoon get more into the mainstream world. If you're in the U.S. or anywhere that has a hot topic, I'm not really sure where they are, but I know they're (laughs) primarily U.S. You should definitely go hit it up safely, wear a mask, maybe grab some merch because that's really cool. I'd love to see that. Hopefully we could get some more merch like that in stores around us. Another thing that just happened like a week, week and a half ago or so, we got word from the author of Hookie that Webtoon is going to be publishing a physical copy of her comic. That's really big news because we hope that opens the door for even more Webtoons to get published. So if you're a big fan of Hookie, definitely keep your eye out on that and support it if you can. Imagine being a number one fan of that Webtoon. It's great to read these Webtoons as they update every week for free, but imagine being that huge fan and actually being able to hold it in your hands and put it on a shelf. (laughs) I have not read Hookie, but honestly, I might. And there's like an 80% chance I might buy this just because I want to support <laughs> the idea behind it. <laughs> yes. yes. I want Webtoon to be like, oh, this had a really great turnout. I should turn more Webtoons into books. And then more news. Snail Lords, author of Freaking Romance, as many of you know, wrapped up that series not too long ago and is working on his next series. And according to his story, he will be coming back with that once he's got like 15 or so episodes done. Could still be a long wait, but it's still exciting to see that it's it's happening. <laughs> yes, and I'm so excited for him too. And I know if you're a freaking romance fan, you're probably going to love it. He did freaking romance because he wanted to challenge himself. He's not used to writing romances. He just took it upon himself as a challenge. And I think it's going to be so fun to see him in his comfort zone and see what he creates. And I'm so happy for him. So I'm really looking forward to it. I've caught some of the test 
uploads on Canvas that he's done, you can follow Kill Me After Lunch on Canvas on Webtoon. And once in a while, there'll be like a kind of a sketchy version of an episode that he uploads. And it looks really good. I'm really looking forward to that series. Even that name. What a yeah, funny... Kill Me After Lunch. <laughs> I love it. The premise is really cool. I'm really excited. And we'll keep you posted on the latest Webtoon news each week. Heck yeah. I don't, I can't promise it's always going to be riveting, but we will do our best. (laughs) We will do our best. That was a little bit of news for you. Some fun webtoon facts, which means it's time to dive into my favorite webtoon of all time. (laughs) This is Tyler's ultimate webtoon. Ultimate. (laughs) I'm sweating. (laughs) She's sweating. If you don't know Tyler... She mainly creates all of her fan art for this webtoon. She knows it better than anyone I ever met inside and out from the beginning to the end. Even when I think something happened, she's like, no, this is what happened, (laughs) which I totally need her to do that because if you don't know me, I am the person that created evil Andrew and he's really not evil. So, (laughs) but I actually thought that happened. (laughs) And I just let her go with it too. Um, <laughs> because I, 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 let's face it, I knew that whatever you were saying about Andrew had not happened, but a part of me just kind of loved it. So I was like, I'm going to just go with this because this is amazing. Really? Like just for a hot second, I'm just going to get this out just for a hot second because, all right, big brain for evil Andrew. Wouldn't it have been amazing if he <laughs> Andrew was evil and he was the one sabotaging Daniel's company and it was like his best friend it would never be expected it's like a total Facebook story but Andrew is 100% not evil by like any means possible he says the corniest lines and the sweetest things possible to Daniel (laughs) he's such a big sweetheart and we're just like he's evil he's evil and I get so mad like I will text Tyler and be like why is he being so nice he's supposed to be evil I get so angry we've gotten so intense like we were on the Ace Riders discord I made a evil Andrew emoji I've referenced evil Andrew on NG's Patreon like she's even in on it because we just like won't shut up about evil Andrew and it's not even a thing it's not even a thing. I literally thought that he was on the phone making a shady phone call about Daniel and then Daniel walked in and he hung up. That never happened. I don't know why I imagined that. I don't know if it was a bad dream I had about age matters. Who knows? I don't know, but I love it. And literally some person got so mad and they were like, I don't understand why you guys keep saying Andrew is evil. <laughs> we're like, because he is. You just don't see what we see, deep, okay? Deep down inside he's evil he's evil that's the story of him i love andrew i would love him even if he was evil before we dive into major detail on age matters if you haven't read up to episode 122 go ahead and go catch yourself up because otherwise this is going to be ridden with spoilers moving forward so if you if you don't know what age matters is about which i'm sure you do it's about our girl rose that we all love and she is turning 30 years old i think rose is such a relatable character just because she's a little bit older and 
I think that's a major reason that we probably cling to Age Matters as one of our favorites, just being that it's so much more relatable as adult women. Yes. <laughs> to read we're something old. like Age Matters versus a, a younger story, because we're going to be talking about stories that have younger characters too. Mm-hmm. But you'll notice the way that we think about those is more nostalgic and cute. Mm-hmm. And this is really, it's like, heartwarming to read as an adult versus these are really impactful I think being that we're in a similar age range (laughs) Tiff just turned 30 we we understand you know you're you're worried about where your life is going are you successful enough should have I had seven kids by now what am I doing she shows all of our inner thoughts and feelings. She's totally awkward, you know, and trying to be cool and hip. She goes out and she knows still how to have a good time, but she really can't handle it. Girl cannot handle her liquor. She cannot. She cannot. But she she likes to go out. She sings karaoke. I think that's one of my favorite episodes of Rose when she gets those sunglasses out and she's just wearing them inside. I just want, I wear my sunglasses at night <laughs> to play. I love that entire arc, especially the beginning of that episode when she slams her hand on Daniel's desk and she's like, you need to take better care of yourself. Girl. Daniel is so turned on. Okay. She's just trying to figure out where she is in life. There's so much happening. She had a really nasty breakup. We hate Jackson. We hate Jackson. Everyone hates Jackson. But he has like these gorgeous purple eyes and you're like, don't look at them. I know you have to will like will yourself to not be attracted to Jackson. It's so hard. This all ties in too, because these factors in the story are coming up more than ever at this point mm-hmm. where she's going to her college reunion. And once again, she's confronted with feeling like she's maybe not as far along in life as she should be, or she's not succeeding as much as she should be. These are reoccurring plot points within the story that is just, it's constantly about Rose and kind of trying to accept that she's aging and that everyone kind of goes through that journey differently. And she's okay with where she's at, but she has to get there. She's not there. She's not there. And up to this point, she hit some rocky roads on her way there. She ran into Weirdo Alert, as we like to refer to him. And Weirdo Alert is the man who hit Daniel with that injection pen from the end of season one. So we, we call him Weirdo Alert because he just showed up and he was super weird. I will, I'll put him on the screen. He like throws a shoe at Rose or she threw a shoe at him and he caught it and held it. And one of my favorite scenes of him is <laughs> he just like laughs hysterically out of nowhere. Whenever I read that episode now, because of course I had gone through season one before meeting you and after meeting you, so much about the series has changed in my mind when I go back to read it. Andrew is just prevalent throughout the entire reread for me. I'm like, there's evil Andrew just being evil over there. And like weirdo alert shows up and I never thought of him that way. I'm like, oh my God, it's the assassin guy. And now I'm like, weirdo alerts here. Um, Mayday, mayday. And he just shows up and he's like, hi, I'm Stephen Kim. And I'm like, weirdo alert. I think you could tell right away. Boy was weird. I just remember Rose looks at him and she goes, Oh, career man, not bad looking. And I'm like, he's bad looking. Yeah. It's okay. He's not like Jackson. I'm not attracted to him. He could 100% be a robot. So creepy. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, did you do a crossover within the bleak midwinter? Is this boy an android? We see you. 
Weirdo alert, you're very weird. Now weirdo alert's probably in jail, so. All thanks to our friend Dylan. It's so exciting to see his character development grow um, from the beginning to now because Dylan, the way he was drawn, it kind of seemed like he was going to be a bad guy. Um, he always has that sharp tooth, which I always think he's going to be a little rough around the edges. Tiny little fang. And now he's become one of Rose's best friends. And I just love his comic relief, basically, in the story. Dylan's really important to showing the friend side of adult relationships, I think, when it comes to the story. He's also, he's the same age as Daniel. So you have another guy who is kind of in the beginning of his adult life. I think it really all ties into what Age Matters is all about, which is encompassing different people at different stages in their life, where they're going, where they're at. And I really like the stark contrast between Daniel and Dylan, being they're both the same age and successful in their own rights. Obviously, Dylan has kind of hit a bit of a rough patch after he karate kicked weirdo (laughs) alert. But before that, you know, he's still successful. He's a successful model. And I'm sure once he gets through this, whatever he chooses to do in the future, he'll be good at it. But it's so interesting to see the difference in their life. I think that's such an interesting point that you brought up that you're looking at each of them and they're each going through hardships and they depend on each other for different things yeah daniel and rose are caring for sky right now obviously it's rose's brother who's mostly there like rowan is mostly caring for sky sky just gonna call him sky because we still don't really know who sky is yeah there's like a whole side story there that we really didn't get a lot of detail on yet so daniel's helping him out and in the beginning, they hated Giving them each a other. place to stay. Yeah. It's like the unforeseen friendship of the century. I love Dylan and Daniel's friendship. I want them to become really good friends. I hope by the end of the series that there's a little bit of a bromance in there, which you get hints of, and it's just so cute. Their dynamic is hilarious. How about that episode when Daniel is asking Dylan for love advice? Because obviously, if you've gotten to this point, Daniel has feelings for Rose. But leading up to that point, he was so awkward. And he literally mentioned how he Googled, well, not Googled, but he looked up on whatever website they have in the story. Do you remember? Gurgle. 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 He looked up how to, you know, act around women. Literally, I think, yeah, he's looking up, like, how to impress a girl. And then I know that one night he's pushing her on the swings. He's like, I read on Gurgle that. (laughs) And I'm like, Daniel, you absolute nerd. (laughs) Such a nerd. Poor thing. Daniel, he wanted to own his own business since he was 18 years old, which is hinted at in this new episode um, when he's talking to his uh, grandfather. Yeah, it's pretty much canon because he was starting his business at 18. He started Lime when he was 18. Right. And we get that in this newest episode, we get a little flashback of little Daniel at 18, like saying that. And he's so cute. He looks way younger in that in that scene than 18. <laughs> that is the flashback in the season one finale where Daniel remembers running into a woman when he's outside waiting for Andrew because they're getting ready to start Lime. And I think that's supposed to be when he was 18 too. So he ran into Rose when he was 18. I'm like, you were short when you were 18. Yeah, you were very short, buddy. (laughs) But if you think about it, he's so socially backwards because 
his whole life all he's known is creating this business at well, a young he's age. pushed away every other relationship that he could kind of build just not having a lot of trust I think in in anyone um it is shown Ruby has a conversation with him at a young age telling him that in this business people are just here to use you they don't actually want to be your friend or whatever so I think he's always been pretty careful and then being abandoned by his mom really really hit him in the made him build up a wall so yes and then he had that awful type of relationship with his secretary that we've yet to know more about we're starting to get hints of it but yeah she definitely used him and he knows it and he knew it afterwards but that made it harder for him that's kind of where it came from that episode being about our two grumpy boys because all of season one Daniel is such (laughs) such a grump he does not confront his feelings at all complete soon dear vibes he he doesn't even really smile (laughs) we didn't see him smile more than like three times I think in season one he was just smile no I I know even Angie was like it's so weird to draw him with emotions now he's done like a complete 180 I mean his emotions have flipped so much and it's so good to see him too each character in this story has incredible growth um and I'm excited to see more about Ruby too as we move on because her story is so interesting I'm obsessed with Ruby. She's gorgeous, first of all. I'm obsessed with everyone. Let's just get that out of the way. But I'm obsessed with Ruby. (laughs) She is so, I just, I love how much of a power symbol she is in this story as a woman. She doesn't take shit from anyone. I love it. I love it. Oh my God. I love her. Like people are scared of her. She's just such a boss. I'm really looking forward to learning more. It's been hinted. Somebody definitely broke her heart, it seems, because Rose had that little heart-to-heart with her while Mm -hmm. she was drunk in her apartment looking fine. (laughs) That was amazing to see Ruby just tips, you know, she was drunk. She wasn't tipsy. She was drunk. Girl was wasted. She was. She was literally talking to... uh, She was trying to fight Staniel. (laughs) Yeah, Staniel. It was interesting to see her not with her guards up. It was fun to see her just kind of relaxing and talking to another girl. I'm living for hopefully their future friendship as well. Right? They were having a legit heart to heart, which was so awesome. And she's still looking out for Daniel. And I love that. I love Ruby's love. That sibling type, not sibling, they're not siblings, but the relation. Well, yeah, it kind of, they definitely act that way. And I think that's why so many people, myself included, had a very Mm -hmm. strong suspicion that Daniel and Ruby might be half siblings. uh, Because I think we were all thinking director Zhao might be not only Ruby's dad, but also Daniel's dad. But to clear it up, director Zhao is not Daniel's dad. He is only Ruby's dad. Daniel and Ruby are cousins. They share the same grandfather. But Ruby does act like his big sister. Yes, and she does. it seemed like she had to for most of his life. It's really sweet to see, especially in recent episodes when Daniel's always asking for her advice, asking for favors. Ruby pretty much gives in. I think mm-hmm. that in the world they're in, in the family they're in, 
you need kind of that stable rock of a person and to Ruby, that is Daniel and to Daniel, that is Ruby, right. which is really nice to see. I'm glad that his whole life, he's at least gotten a few people that he can really rely on. And I hope it stays that way. I, I really hope Ruby doesn't do anything. I don't think she will. It doesn't seem in character, but I am worried with how future events might transpire right. with the grandfather trying to give the Sal group to Daniel. And if you go to our newest episode, that is a huge portion. The most recent update has Daniel finally going to visit their grandfather in the hospital. We don't know why he's there. He's just old. He's probably sick, got something going on. And the entire episode is pretty much focused on him trying to tell Daniel, hey, I want you to take over the Zhao group. And Daniel saying, no, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I love how, you know, he's talking to him and he's telling him, well, you know, maybe your son or. Yeah, it Sorry. would be, it would be the grandfather's son would be director Zhao. Okay. So he's like, you should give it to director Zhao or a better choice would be Ruby. Would be Ruby. And basically he's like a woman because <laughs> he's so old school, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he is laying in the hospital bed, like on his deathbed there. <laughs> After that whole thing went down and then at the end where it's just like, we don't know what's going to happen. It doesn't look good. He definitely clenches his heart there at the end. And I'm a little worried. (laughs) Kind of. I'm also not worried at all. Because after that whole thing with him being like, I'm not going to give Ruby the position of chairman. I was like, screw you, buddy. And then I was kind of okay with the fact that he was just like, guess I'll die. Tyler's like, oh, does your heart hurt? That's bad. (laughs) That's too bad his line back to him was women are just as capable he's legitimately like the perfect man their little talk after she storms out because she's frustrated with yura for kind of forcing her to do more things that she doesn't want to do including going to this reunion and the way daniel approached her and let her know that he wants the world to see how strong and like beautiful she is but he emphasizes that even more importantly, he wants her to feel like she makes everyone proud because she does. I love him so much. I know he just built her confidence and that is what Rose needs because I mean, the main reason that she doesn't want to go to that reunion is because she's nervous she's going to see Jackson and that whole relationship Jackson tore her apart just to think like she was engaged to him and it ended rocky Um, we don't know all the details just yet but we know it didn't end well so Daniel's basically picking up these pieces and making her a confident woman again without Daniel I don't think she would be in a good place right now but Daniel is picking up all these pieces and helping her to be a strong woman again and to say that to her makes her feel comfortable and she does agree to go to this reunion I'm so excited to see what goes down at this reunion I just want Rose to walk in there like hey I want her to feel as confident as Daniel wants her to feel. I don't know if that's how it's going to go down. I'm excited to see how it goes. They're they're off to the reunion and she's stunning. She's stunning. stunning. And Dylan's just like... Oh, also stunning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he just sees her and he, his mouth is 
just drops. <laughs> oh my gosh, of course it does. It's it's so hard to watch Dylan struggle with his feelings for Rose too because I want him to be happy more than I anything. Mm-hmm. I love Dylan so much. He deserves the absolute world, uh, but I don't want him with Rose. So <laughs> when he has these feelings for her, I'm like, oh no, honey. But yeah, <laughs> the good thing that did happen in the one of the more recent episodes when Dylan and Rose were talking is that he does seem to finally come to the conclusion that the reason he was feeling so conflicted is not necessarily because he feels super romantically towards Rose, but just because mm-hmm. he's worried about losing another friend. I right. think Via has really messed him up. He's kind of had a rough go at it. He doesn't have any stable relationships in his life before Rose, no. like friendship wise or romantic wise. So I don't think he can tell the difference between romance and friendship until that episode you're talking about when he does sit down and talk with Rose. And I'm so happy that they do have that conversation. And Rose isn't going anywhere, honey. You guys are besties for life. Besties for life. Oh my gosh, how about that steak cutting episode? Still is like, let me cut your steak. <laughs> my husband read that episode and he's just like, it's still meat. She should eat it. And I'm like, I would eat it. I know. I was like, it looks good to me. I mean, looks like steak. I just, I just ate two fillets last night. <laughs> <laughs> like, two, not one, just, you know, two. We'll have steak at home. And sometimes he'll just jokingly offer to it. He'll be like, do you want me to cut it up for you? <laughs> <laughs> I just great. I've never seen that before so I thought that was so bizarre and so funny so when funny. Daniel's like cutting up via steak and they're just like get a room and I'm like <laughs> should we be jealous by that <laughs> is that like what's happening <laughs> yeah next week we'll know hopefully we'll have a little more information at least and I'm really looking forward to we'll it we'll see if this reunion's gonna be a rocky ride or smooth cruising trying to decide if Jackson will show up or not mm, we're that's all a, big brain. a little worried about that is she gonna see Jackson is uh, he gonna be Jackson there be there yeah we've gone big brain now um because if you we are theorize, not... we have to put on our big brain hat yes and if you're <laughs> listening to us you know we have tinfoil signs hats that we wear when we have big brain theories going on so so we're gearing up we're gearing up for the reunion all we know is they're going off we don't know if she's gonna run into jackson what do we think i really think that jackson might be there like if if he is there what is rose gonna do what's gonna be her expression because right now she's not with daniel daniel's not with her yet and we don't even know if daniel's gonna show up especially now that his grandpa is like i don't know dying or whatever is happening to him (laughs) where there's a little bit of concern in the air like is Daniel gonna get there and he promised Rose that if she sees Jackson he'll be by her side so I'm panicking panicking like what if Jackson's there she shows up and Daniel's not and then she has to deal with it it would be a monumental moment for Rose because she'd have to confront Jackson on her own and be strong which I think she could be she's a strong lady we know our Rose but I think it would still be really traumatizing (laughs) I know. I think it would be too. Um, If Jackson is there, though, I'm pretty excited to see what his reaction is to her because she is looking fine. So he's going to be hating that he left all of that for whatever is going on with him. He better. He better. If he's there and he sees her, I hope he feels pain. (laughs) 
hope he feels pain. I know. And that's the thing too. I'm so confused about Jackson's motives. I'm like leaning pretty heavily towards thinking he wants her back because I don't know why. I don't know the motives behind it. I just know that at the end of season one, there's that whole scene where he's like, I'll make sure you come back for me, Rose. And I'm like, why do you want her back? And I don't understand him even when he was at the animal shelter and he was like putting down dogs and he says that I know it's painful, but it'll be all over soon. I didn't really know how to take that. And I talk to Tyler about this quite often. You know, it puts me on edge that he does such a thing, but I think it's supposed to make us feel bad for Jackson I'm not really sure it's so odd Jackson's so hard to read so I am curious to learn more about him I don't know how we're gonna learn more about him but I'm excited to see that is one reason why I don't I love this story so much and I'm such a simp (laughs) for Rose and Daniel I want them together tomorrow I want them to have babies (laughs) tomorrow I'm obsessed with them but I realize that something's got to give soon and we're going to hit rocky terrain. I'm ready. My body is ready for it to get crazy. So when I say I I want to see Jackson, like I don't really, I don't, I'm so scared for the angst, but I'm (laughs) ready for it. So we are ready. I really want to understand a little more about their relationship and their backstory. And I'm really hoping that we get a glimpse of that soon. It's going to be so hard to watch because obviously we know it was traumatic for her. I mean, she still had the ring. She like didn't want to move on. She was She didn't want to move on. She didn't on. think she deserved to move on. So I'm like, "Boy, what did you do to her?" Right. And like even in past conversations with Daniel, she's like, "I I'm not good for you." Like he seriously made her think that she was not good for any man. And I mean, that one episode <gasps> That was amazing and like props to girl because she takes that ring and tosses it in the freaking water and I don't know if you saw that ring it was just like Daniel's gonna buy her like 40 rings I'm just kidding right (laughs) that was such a big moment for Rose in her development I think was being able to get rid of that ring and do it in front of Daniel symbolically as a way to tell him I'm ready to move forward with you it was such a big moment and I think that's one of the most important episodes to this series at this point because it shows her biggest growth I think that is the biggest growth she had in the entire series was when she threw that ring away and said that to Daniel and then I love when she's screaming and there's like all these people around and she's just cursing and Daniel's just like I know (laughs) so amazing because I think that's a a real reaction that someone would have in that situation the emotions are real they're yes (laughs) watch me simp for ng some more (laughs) the way that they are depicted drawn written it's amazing I I felt everything it's so well done and we're still big brain (laughs) we're still big brain big brain Jackson and is via involved (laughs) oh my god I'm dreading seeing via again I know we have to at some point but I'm like girl you better stay away she damaged Dylan so much that I I think her whole character growth would be hard to understand and accept because of what she did. She is the number one person to him and he's gone out of his way so many times for her. It's just so damaging to our boy Dylan. So I would be interested to see what Angie does. Yeah. Do not like her. Like, do not. Get a 
bad ending. And I hope um, Ruby punches you in the face because obviously you're scared of her. So yes. kicks her, kicks her in the face. <laughs> when it comes to Dylan and his love life, I either just want the ending to be like Dylan is happy in his own skin and he maybe realizes that he's ready to look for love, but he doesn't need it because he's happy. Or of course, everyone's favorite would be Dylan and Cindy. I love yes. Cindy. They're adorable. I do think they'd be great for each other. Shout out to Thigh Novel because she had a recent post about Dylan and Cindy's dynamic and how they are very similar in that they want what's best for the people they love, even if it's not in their best interest. Cindy sees that Dylan has feelings for Rose. Cindy obviously has feelings for Dylan and even then she's like the Dylan I know is strong I love that she pointed out that personality similarity in them which would just mean that they would be so precious together because Dylan has such a way of being kind of like I'm hot and I know (laughs) but I think he worries about what other people think of him and if they like him or not and how he's perceived it's really dumb of me to point it out but we got Rose and Daniel we've got Ruby and Pommy Yes. Which we could talk about that more later too. I realize we'll have to probably switch over to the kiss bet here in a second. But, and then you've got Dylan and hopefully Cindy. And then of course, Andrew and Yura. (laughs) That's okay. They're both like evil. I live and die for the aura ship. I get so upset still that Andrew's not evil. But like, I kind of, I like them together because she lost the trust of Rose for a little bit. She wasn't really a good friend. She kind of just disappeared and left Rose. Adios. <laughs> Peace out. And then like showed up and making her go to this reunion she doesn't want to go to. And Andrew reminds me so much of Joe from the Kiss Step because he like just goes with the flow. He's just like, oh, okay, we're hugging. It's so great that we have that because now when we transition into the Kiss Bet here, I love that we can kind of compare all of the characters to some one because you've got Danielle and Oliver, you've got Dylan and Patrick, you've got Joe and, and Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> and it's funny to look at the dynamics because they're all older and then all the characters in the Kiss Bet are still in high school. So it's really interesting to see the difference. Like the adult version versus the kid version. <laughs> and Sarah Lynn is Rose. Sarah Lynn is Rose. We got a sky. <laughs> there's a sky they might be different genders they might be different ages they might be incorporated into the story a completely different way but we have two skies we got two skies so to transition we we did really well we did really well i think kind of going over where we're at at age matters we will obviously be back to talk more about age matters soon but for now yeah we'll have to buckle down and get ready for this reunion because wrap me in put the roof on the jeep because we're going off road i'm like on the jeep the jeep i don't have (laughs) put the roof on my nissan (laughs) i'm ready to drive on cement we will be there You could all see how incredibly crazy I was about age matters. And now the tables are going to turn a little bit. I love the Kiss Bet too, but our resident Kiss Bet genius is more Tiff than me. No, I love the Kiss Bet. I think that the Kiss Bet would make the perfect show. I literally think it is a show that you would come home from school, sit down and watch. Just like you would come home and watch Sailor Moon on Cartoon Network. That's how I feel the Kiss Bet is. It is such a refreshing read. They have little fights and worries that you would have back in high school and 
uh, the relationships and friendships are so strong and they're, it's just super cute and it is such a refreshing read. So whenever you're reading something heavy, like purple flower, purple high ends. <laughs> when Tiff says purple flower, <laughs> she's talking about purple hyacinth. You're right. If you're reading something like that and you just need a refresher, something cute and fun. But you get tied in, you get roped into this. I mean, Ingrid does such an amazing job at tying you into these characters and you're just like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen with Oliver? What about Patrick? Hi, Joe. I mean, I never got tied into Joe. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Whenever I see Joe, I think it's a bum-ba-dum-ba-dum. I think that theme music should play in the background of Joe. I have told Ingrid this. <laughs> like, I think he needs background music. He's super popular. Um, he knows he's hot. Yeah, he's like that doofy guy. That, that jock. Yeah, he, but he's like a lovable one versus kind of like the overly charismatic, like, I know I'm cool and I'm hotter than you. Like, Joe is just like... He knows he's cute and all the girls are falling for him, but he's a lot more lighthearted about it. Like he's lovable. Yes. It's really funny too when his brain is working. There's this one episode and I love it so much. It's so funny. He just walks out in the cafeteria and he's going to ask Sarah Lynn to be his girl. And he has like a bouquet of flowers. Patrick, who is Sarah Lynn's best friend, he, he goes, how does he look so good? <laughs> he's walking. It's just like a side combo of Patrick. And it's so amazing. Jill walks up and Sarah Lynn's crying because she's feeling math and everything and girl is not good at math she is not good <laughs> oliver screams at her and joe comes and he's like sarah lynn will you be my girl and she just gets up and runs away later on it shows him talking with oliver and he's like i just don't understand like did i not do something right like he can't understand why sarah lynn would not say yes to him <laughs> he does not belong with sarah lynn he does not i would love to see joe with vicky Yes. His, Sarah Lynn's cousin. They have feelings for each other, but they're kind of like pretending they don't. Vicky is the best cousin ever. She's such a good friend. That episode when they had the slumber party made me really wish I could have slumber parties. I know. That's the other thing with it. There's like a nostalgia factor to old ladies like us. When we read The Kiss Bed, you're transported back to those feelings when you were 18 years old and having slumber parties with your best friend. And it's really fun to watch these kids navigate it and to know what you know now versus what you knew when you were a teenager. But before we do get too far into the kiss bet, before we dive into it, just like age matters, if you have not read up to episode 69, go ahead and go catch up before we talk about it because we will be talking about everything up to episode 69. And there is some stuff a building between our Sarah Lynn and grumpy cat Oliver. It's like the younger version of Daniel. Oh, seriously, he's like baby Daniel. He's like, don't touch me. <laughs> right? <laughs> Only Oliver has not found his soft side like Daniel yet. No. So we're still waiting on that. We've got a little extra time for that grumpy boy to find his soft side. Now we're just right. hoping in the next maybe, I don't know, how many episodes do you think? It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while, I think. It's, yeah, it's going to take a little bit. I mean, we're starting to unravel Oliver. He's like an onion. Yes. And, and we're maybe on like the third layer and we're trying to get to like the 40th, you know? We're yeah. trying to get to like the center of the onion. <laughs> He's deep in that onion. He's like really inside that <laughs> onion. I know it's hard to see Oliver. Even Tyler and I have spoken about how we wish that he would show a little bit of a softer side.
side towards Sarah Lynn. Even when they went to that party, he just let Sarah Lynn fall. I remember fast passing that in like freaking out I'm like oh, right it's happening it's like, like it's happening he just like literally steps to the side and lets Sarah Lynn fall and I'm like boy they're all paired up Joe's got Vicky Patrick's got Tammy and then Sarah Lynn's like looking at him that's right girl you got Oliver you got Oliver it's happening and then it, it didn't happen <laughs> put put a layer back on the onion <laughs> rewind that is so perfect (laughs) Oliver's just like oh and then Joe and Patrick are like oh my goodness Sarah Lynn are you okay Oliver come on man this was your chance this was your chance buddy this this was your chance there's so much going on with Oliver there's a lot going on in his family we meet this character Sky we can tell that Oliver still has feelings for her I guess they were kind of for sure had feelings I don't know I'm very confused I think he's confused I'm sure that those feelings don't just go away right you've developed them for somebody and they were pretty close and like that whole conversation they had we get a little glimpse of that after their band practice and Oliver and Sky are talking and Sky's like tell me about your life you got a new girl and Oliver's like no and she goes I always thought I'd be the one to open up that hard heart of yours and he says me too and that was like the first time I think we saw Oliver like three layers (laughs) peeled back at that moment they do pop right back up but and we do know that Sky is dating a prior bandmate of them and we do sense a little bit of jealousy from Oliver whenever she talks about him you could just read it on his face and his emotions he does not necessarily love this little relationship that has blossomed. I think that's why he's so shut off from Sarah Lynn. And I think my favorite episode between Sarah Lynn and Oliver would have to be when he finds her lyrics. I just reread that episode the other day because I was trying to give myself some hope for Oliver and Sarah Lynn again. <laughs> Ingrid wrote that whole part so well. So perfect. It's amazing the connection between Sarah Lynn's parents being the musician and the poet who could write songs for him and her saying that to Oliver like oh that's why they got along so good because you know he played music and she wrote poetry and then they're just kind of sitting there and that tension is so well depicted you could feel it that's you guys that's That's you too they just don't know it yet and they're just like math Oliver's like, let's study. (laughs) And the only reason he wound up over there was because Joe told him to go over there, right? To like ask about him. So that he's like, we're studying now. He just shows up at her house. And I love her dad. Her dad is like, if I hear any suspicious sounds, I will come in. I will not (laughs) knock. And Oliver's just like. Her dad is like the best. He's amazing. He literally puts on like a face mask, doesn't he? With the cucumbers when Vicky comes over and he's like, girls night. And they're like, "Uh, no. It's so cute to see like a good relationship with the dad and a webtoon. He kind of has to be that dad because her mom did die. And we do get that in the episode prior to that. She found her mom's box and it had all poetry in it. I love that Ingrid has this funny, you know, high school relationship comic going on but there's also deeper backstories to each of the characters i love how a lot of webtoons do that where 
you have kind of this really fun story on the surface, but of course it delves into pretty common and serious stories behind the scenes. The idea that Oliver and Patrick are coming from a broken home and same with Sarah Lynn having lost her mom. On the deeper level of these fun stories we read to kind of escape reality, there is still a dose of it in them to make them relatable and to make the characters have more depth. Up to this point, we've seen a lot of growth, you know, with Sarah Lynn, finally realizing more of who she is. She's passing math now as Oliver as her tutor, and she's super excited. She feels like she could accomplish more. She's writing song lyrics. Poetry. Yes, and she is taking a break right now from Joe and from Patrick. She's very confused, especially Patrick. And Tyler and I, you know, we get very confused by Patrick. We're kind of like a ship hopper. I am back and forth on those ships. Instead of just being on a steady cruise line, I am hopping back and forth between two of them. Sometimes I'm on one, sometimes I'm partying it up on the other. The one is full of onions, so that would explain (laughs) why you're jumping off of it. No. Right? You're like, whew, I need a break from that. (laughs) I can only peel an onion for so long, I do start to cry. Right? I am so torn, especially kind of leading up to this most recent episode 69 at the end of it. It seems like Oliver is maybe about to ask her to help write a song for their band. If he could spit it out, we'll see. It it definitely seems to be going that way. But at the same time, Patrick asked her on a date. And they're so cute that I kind of ship it. They're so cute. And Patrick became best friends with Sarah Lynn when they first went to high school. And you see in the one episode, them like younger, she actually had feelings for him and she did admit them to him and he shut her down like hardcore. He friend zoned her. Like hardcore. And yeah. then finally this year, he realized that he does have feelings for Sarah Lynn. Conveniently after stealing her first kiss. Mm-hmm. which was the season finale which blew me away like Patrick just runs in there and grabs her and kisses her so she doesn't lose the kiss bet but I was mad in the moment and looking back now I think it was I really like how it played out actually in the moment I was kind of bummed I'm like god Oliver was about to offer I... <laughs> and he was peeling away he was like I could kiss you if you need someone to kiss. Like I could just tell he was about to spit that out. And then Patrick just comes running in like on his white horse and just grabs her and kisses her. And I was like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> but in retrospect now, I'm like, I don't know, it's kind of cute. You know, he did yeah. want her to have to quit the newspaper club. And he's a good friend at the end of the day. It was a questionable choice to just swoop in and plant one on her, but it was done with good intention. <laughs> I loved it. I am such a flipper flopper when it comes to the kiss bet. We got our flippy floppies on. If she kisses Patrick, I'm totally fine. If she kisses Oliver, I'm totally fine. But like if she kisses Joe, I'm going to be like, come on, stop it. Get some help. Get away. (laughs) Joe, go over there. (laughs) She's very confused about Joe and Patrick. She takes a little break. But Patrick is trying so hard to get back in the game even goes to his little sister for advice the build-up to that was her feeling weird after her reaction with joe out by the dumpster where he confessed again told her that she was so cute (laughs) and Uh, the only person that she felt like kind of discussing that with was patrick 
So she called Patrick, uh, which is what led him to be like, oh, he didn't ask you out? Well, then let me ask you out. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, boy, you're kind of winning my heart right now. <laughs> I love like Patrick, how he is so funny, but then he like twists it and he gets this look on his eye. Like he's like trying to be all hot. And then he gets all smooth. Like he's a smooth talker. I'm like, dang, Patrick. <laughs> like, whoa. I'm like, okay, I see it. I see it. You're doing good, boy. You're winning me over. If I was Sarah Lynn's like parent and I was watching this, I'd be like, oh, this is tough. Because you know, that's how I imagine myself as a parent. I'm like, who should you be with? Watch me ship my kids. <laughs> as I learned from the webtoon, age matters. <laughs> I'm like, listen. All my wisdom from Webtoons has led me to this moment with you, my child. Seriously. She's all like, okay, I'm going on this date with Patrick. But now she's sitting with a tutoring session with Oliver. And he is unraveling one of those onion peels where he is talking about his jealousy about this song that Skye and her boyfriend got from some random person. They're all jacked about it. And it's, it's bad. Sarah Lynn's like super excited. She goes, you're in a band? The way she grabbed his hand. I love how she goes, it's not like I had a Hulk grip on you. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's just like, kind of felt like you did. Never touch me again. Yeah, please stop touching me. I'm baby Daniel Yoon. I need to grow up first. Yeah, I need to grow up and then you can touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> and he blushes too. It's so cute. Finally starts opening up and he's telling her about this song. You know that some of it's coming from, he's salty because of the source of this song. He like literally says it's meaningless. It's stupid. And Sarah Lynn's like, well, why don't you write a song yourself then? Right. And that's how we get to the point where we're like. And then he just stares at her. Epiphany. He had a big brain moment. I think what it's safe to happen? say that we might have Oliver asking her to write his band a song, which is going to have them get closer together, which will be super exciting. Watch something weird happen and it actually doesn't transpire at all. She says no, or he doesn't <laughs> actually ask, or he does, but right. then they're like writing the song and Joe shows up and he's like, doop to do and it just, it just doesn't. <laughs> I do think we are Oliver, Olivera. Olivera shippers it just feels like that's the way it should go as much as I love Patrick and I kind of keep hopping back and forth on those two ships really really looking forward to this hopefully happening so that we can see their relationship blossom blossom like an onion doesn't does an onion blossom I feel so sorry Oliver I keep calling you an onion he's like Shrek they do produce a flower if you let them keep going, they produce a flower. There we go. Because you have to get the seed. Onion facts. <laughs> Onion facts with Tyler and Tiffany. I'm the worst gardener in the world. Let me tell you what I know. Sorry we keep comparing you to an onion, Oliver. You're adorable, but you have a lot of layers, my boy. A lot of layers. And I'm curious too, with my big brain, to know what that song, if she does write him a song for the band, or what it will be about. Because he wants a meaningful song. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, so like, what kind of meaning is going to be behind this song? Mm-hmm. They're so cute. So cute. And Ingrid really does a really good job. You know, you think you're a full-blown Oliver shipper and she does confuse your heart. And she does such a good job at that. And I applaud her 
The second I picked it up, I could not put it down. You hit the nail on the head. As an adult, it's so fun to read it, honestly, because we're looking at it, I think, through a different lens. It, like I said, it gives you the sense of nostalgia. Reading the Kispet is, it's one of my favorite updates every week. You always have that fun Lulu to, you know, tie in a little weirdness to the story. <laughs> she just pops up in the bathroom. She's so fun. I think that wraps up the two newest episodes of two of our favorite web two. We hope you liked it, and if you don't read Age Matters or you don't read The Kiss Bet, we hope you found something that we said that, you we know, hope you do. <laughs> leads you to read it now. <laughs> we will be revisiting these two series frequently. We're going to be talking about Purple Hyacinth in the bleak midwinter, as we already covered in our first episode. We love Let's Play when it comes back, Sub-Zero when it comes back. We will always be talking about- Bird story. Bird story. <laughs> Remarried Empress. I read the Cursed Princess Club. I fast pass the Cursed Princess Club. I'm addicted. So I'm trying to get Tiff on board for that one. And she's getting me on board for Phase. So yes. hopefully we will have some Phase and Cursed Princess Club episodes too. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was two of our favorite webtoons, of course. So we'll be screaming about them more in the future. We hope to bring you more exciting stuff and stories on our favorite webtoons in the future. Please, if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to our channel, like our video, and leave us a comment down below because it helps us so much. If you got to the end here, I actually want you to comment onion onion boy comment onion on this video so i know you made it here watch we don't get anyone commenting onion because they're like we stopped listening five minutes in you guys are weird give us your favorite characters tell us who your favorite kiss bet and age matters characters yes. are who do you ship do you ship oliver or do you ship patrick or do you for some reason ship joe um do you love the dad i love the dad we all love the dad. If you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I submitted. Hopefully it's up there soon. Make sure you follow us on those things too. Once again, it helps us out. So you can follow us on Instagram at be my friend. Thanks. THX. We will put up when our latest videos and podcasts will be on air. Yes. Please follow us. Be our friend. Please be our friend. And don't forget to follow ng and ingrid on instagram because they made these two amazing webtoons that we love so 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 much we want them to be our friend please be our friends i think it's slowly gonna make sense to people why we called it this follow us on all the things like all our stuff shout out to those amazing creators and hopefully we'll see you next week remember be our, our friend, friend. <laughs> bye guys bye. Shout out to my mom. She listened to our last podcast and she was like, that was full of spoilers. I'm like, well, yeah, we talked about the whole season. And she's just like, well, you should let them know that you're going to spoil everyone. And I'm like, all right, that's a fair point. Oopsies. I didn't even think about that, actually. But it did inspire her to go read in the bleak midwinter. That's what my mom said, too. <laughs> Shout out to our moms. Shout out to our moms. Did that actually happen in this episode? options are endless the options are endless andrew is evil something abrupt happens and it just it doesn't get there at all we need like a name for that bless you <laughs>
Did we I need it in time? Did you still yes. need to sneeze? No. I did. Please do go a little bit deeper than just the. Oh. <laughs>